Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. And we are trying to keep our pecker up after that defeat in Auckland. And, um, yeah, me and Phil are here. Uh, you right, Phil? Uh, I'm okay, Tim. I'm still recovering from that game, I think. Yeah, you're in the TMO shipping container for a change. I am. It's up in Manchester, the shipping container. Yeah, uh, JB is... We were, we've just been trying to get a hold of JB. He's in Barcelona. If you follow us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, you might have seen a little impromptu periscopes that he's doing on Twitter. Should we, should we have a little listen to uh, the state that JB got himself into with Bryn. Um, this is him trying to do proper rugby stuff, but clearly you can hear it in him. He's, he's had a few. Hi guys, JB here in the wonderful city of Barcelona. We're going to... Just a... <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona. He's trying. He's trying his best. This is day three for him now. He was he was out there on Thursday, so yeah. he's put in a good shift. He has. The Lions. And of course, it is Bryn Williams. Hello, friend of friend of Egg Chasers. Yes. So Bryn, tell me tell me this. So this is before the game. We have had a few beers now. PBA several beers. Several beers. How do you feel about the Lions team? I'm excited. I'm excited about the front five. I'm excited that we've got a front five that Mario Matoji and Cole get into. Anyway, so they carry on in their chat. You can watch the whole video there. There's one other thing I just want you to hear um, so you can hear the general state that JB was in. That was at the start Probably of the stag do that he's on. But listen to what JB says. Hardy's in the squad, is he? Hardy's there. Other than that, Hardy's there. Is he? No, no, Audi, Audi is in. By the way, Audi Surveyor is in. By the way, what an arse over there. So he may yeah, he may well dial in on the podcast, but uh, failing that, we can definitely um, have a few thoughts after after that game. It's it's been um, twenty almost twenty five years since New Zealand have been beaten at Eden Park. I'm, I'm trying to think is there a, is there a bigger sporting fortress anywhere in the world? Oh, probably not. Certainly nothing I can think of. Because no team, no team is as dominant as the All Blacks are. Certainly no international team are as dominant that I'm aware of as the All Blacks are. Uh, even. Even like USA basketball, when they play in the Olympics, are not as dominant as New Zealand are at rugby. It's really unbelievable, isn't it? Um, right then. Yes. So, what? What? Again, you said you've sort of tried to keep your spirits up. I was deflated. That was my overriding feeling at full time. 
Yeah, deflated is probably a good word. Now it's we've we've seen this coming, and I feel like this isn't unexpected, but we also felt like things were kind of building for the British and Irish Lions. We thought they were starting to put some good rugby together. Their pack was looking good. They were starting to score a few tries. They looked like they had some nice settled combinations. And going into this game, I'd shifted from expecting to be absolutely trounced to slightly optimistic that we could actually do something. And then <laughs> then it all happened. Um, and I feel the scoreline, which finished obviously 30 points to 15, probably looks in our favour just because of that last-minute try in the 82nd minute when, when Reese Webb went over. New Zealand were 20 points better than, than the Lions today. I think you're right. There was one comment that was made. Um, we got tweeted to that rugby podcast. It was, it's 15 muggles versus 15 wizards. The muggles are trying their <laughs> hardest, but they're never going to win. Uh, it did feel a bit like that, didn't they? It wasn't through a lack of effort. No, definitely not through a lack of effort. Um, I, it, it was interesting, very interesting to see kind of the team selection and then the way that they tried to play rugby, which was, I think they still tried to play this kind of um, generally quite defensive, quite attritional game, but then they selected, obviously, Liam Williams and Watson and Daly and JD too, who could all counter-attack when it came to it and they actually did that quite well but not well enough and certainly yeah. not clinically enough they made three or four great breaks deep into the all blacks 22 and converted well two of them if yeah you count the very, it's something we've talked the about final on the tour is when the lions make a break there doesn't seem to be all those players flooding through with them and ben Teo made a, a great break and jd2 made a break and yeah. they just weren't the numbers with them but when new zealand do it they've They've, um, they've just always got four or five guys around. It's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And New Zealand, so they, they were more clinical when they made that break. But I feel that they're... So the Lions' unstructured attack in broken field was very good. The Lions' structured attack wasn't great. On the other side, New Zealand's unstructured attack was excellent and their structured attack was very, very good. And just the way that they retain the ball, the the rooking, the speed of their rooking, sometimes perhaps um, on the edge of the laws in the manner in which they rooked, um, but they played the ref. They got very fast ball and they retained it for so many phases. Uh, yeah, and that, that was one of the key differences. And that's one way. And there was nothing wrong with the Lions' line speed. And that's been a feature of the tour so far is that really offensive defence. And we talked about that in the build-up yeah. to the game. But there's one way to get around that, and that's uh, offloading. And the, the skill set that New Zealanders have and the amount of offloads on the gain line that happened that just completely nullified that quick defence. It, it's yeah. just that they, they, it is, uh, we are witnessing one of the great sports teams of any sport of any era. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I feel like that. I was, and I was, I was, I've just been in the gym after the game, uh, getting rid of some 
anger, frustration. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't need any of that. The what was the old? Um, what were the little things that your some of your teammates in the past used to take the? Um, <laughs> what was he- it called? Hemo rage. <laughs> That's it. No need for any hemo rage. Hemo Supplement. rage, bro. <laughs> Just watch that game no. and then go to the gym. No. Um, but I was thinking, I think in the gym, could you have put, if if it was New Zealand, not just versus the British Irish Lions, if it was New Zealand versus the rest of the world, and even if you had more than three, four weeks together, if you had two months, three months solid training, could the rest of the world beat that New Zealand team? Oh, that's a and great I'm not, question. I'm... It, it would arguably be marginally closer. I'm still not sure. Well, it wouldn't matter. If whole... It wouldn't actually matter if you had the whole world to choose from because if Warren Gatlin was head coach, um, it would have a disproportionate <laughs> number of Welshmen anyway. And uh, <laughs> Lee Halfpenny would have been on the bench ahead of uh, Israel Falau. But no, who would you add? To, who would you add? Like, yeah, you take Izzy Falau for one. Yeah. Uh... Um, you could strengthen the front row with a, a couple of Saffers, probably. Potentially... Um, Pickamoles in the squad as an impact player would be fairly handy. Maybe, a, um, maybe a hooker. You'd have Augustine Creevy. Creevy, yeah. Creevy maybe a couple, a couple of Argentinian front rowers in there. Yeah, or Issa, or someone like Dwayne Vermaelen. But I don't. Um, uh, do you know what? You're right. I don't think it would. I don't think it would make it. It might make the odd little difference here and there, but I don't think it would totally change. No. The outcome. Wow, that's a great question. Well. Th- there we go. That's that's one to punt out. That's one we can uh, get some feedback on at Rugby Podcast uh, on Twitter and tell us what you reckon to that. And we can talk about that a little bit more when if if JB ever makes it back um, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That, and, that, and that shows that how good this team was. And a, a lot of a lot's been made. Let's talk about some of the, the talking points. Firstly, uh, Elliot Daly is not slow. He is rapid. Rico <laughs> yeah. Uwani completely gassed him. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous gas. I, I thought for that second try of Rico Iwani, I thought Daly was just going to reel him in and Iwani just accelerated away. That was incredible. That was. Uh, but I don't think... I, I wouldn't change anything in, in the back line in the starting 15. Uh, front, in, in the pack, we talked beforehand and I think we... Uh, you know, it was in the, in the last podcast we said that Alan Wynne-Jones should feel very, very lucky to be in the squad. And that's not knocking the fact he has been an amazing player and hasn't he hasn't done anything wrong on the tour. But just if you are selecting on form, and we understand, I can understand the whole s- selecting on experience. But it, it's hard to know whether the second rows weren't that good or just Brody Retallick is that amazing because they they had a tough yeah. day at the office, both of them. They they did have a, a pretty tough job on their hands. I I think um, Alan Wynne Jones has come under some criticism um, since this game. I, I think unfairly. He took a very, very heavy knock 15 minutes into that game and it never looked like he really recovered. I think if if that probably should have been recognised and they arguably should have changed it earlier, not because of he was he's a poor player, but because he wasn't at 100%. So he wasn't able to perform up to, um, up to his potential. But that, that is an interesting talking point because Marrow, when he came on, putting a few big hits, a couple of good line-out steals and made a menace of himself. And you could start Marrow and then 
depending on the fitness of Alan Wynne Jones, have someone like Laws or Hendo off the bench to be disruptive and physical. Yeah, um, well, it, 30, 30 minutes to go. The replacements didn't work out, even the ones that we really agreed with. And we had issues with uh, Lee Halfpenny being on the bench. And you yeah. look at, he came on when the Lions were chasing the game, which just seemed really strange. And yeah. and we had issues with with Sam Warburton and actually maybe a CJ Stander type of character might have been uh, an option that Lions could have really taken, really could have done with. But um, but but even the ones we did agree with, Jack McGrath came on and the scrum got absolutely mullered. Um, yeah, which is unusual because McGrath is a hell of a scrummager. He really is. But but you're you are disrupting a Saracens unit. So you've got four out of the type five uh, Saracens. So you take Mako off and you put in, admittedly, it's another Lensterman in the same manner as um, as Ty Furlong. But you're kind of disrupting a unit when you do that. I almost feel like you need to um, do it en masse, make the change en masse to get boys who are more used to playing together because mm-hmm. the, the front rows have been played as a as unit on this tour. And the other change which really didn't work out, and I wonder whether... I mean, I know there's a lot of science involved in this now, and you have, you know, you have these little um, EPG things, and you have different distance covered, and people spot fatigue and stuff like that. But there's a bit of like science, and there's a bit of an art as well. And the TO coming off, our Matt, peak TO took it to another peak. He not only started in a Lions test; he was one of the standout players for the Lions. Just that battle with him and Sonny Bill Williams was fa- brilliant. They both looked like they wanted to end each other. It was great, but yeah. that, but that change it, didn't it work good. either. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, I felt it was. Do you remember a few years ago when Stuart Lancaster got all this criticism for kind of making prescribed, pre-prescribed yeah. changes? Um, he would on 60 minutes he would take three players off and replace them regardless of how well uh, the players were playing it almost felt like that and Tio was very effective both in attack and defence and they took him off and instead of speeding things up and allowing us to use the outside backs it almost slowed things down because you had both Farrell and Sexton playing quite flat to the game line and just getting swamped completely Completely. I think um, I might be able to get a little clip of that tackle that Ben Teo put in Ooh. on Sonny Bill Williams. We put a couple in, but um, yeah, I think did. I've got. I've got. Here we go. This is this is the little replay of Ben Teo on Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, some highlights for the game. <laughs> Thanks to Sky Sports for that. Um, I actually because I was because I've been working at, at Talksport today. I, I was actually listening to the Talksport commentary. How was how was uh, Stu? Oh, Stuart Barnes. <laughs> I noticed Scott Cornell looked like he was going to explode before the game. They they got him back giving that motivational speech beforehand. Yeah. in the end, love it. Yeah, pride and the it's... passion. He is good. He he does that very well. I can't help but feel like. <laughs> It's almost- Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Most um it's almost offensive just using him for that, <laughs> like the limitation that they put on him. Yeah. Go on, um, yeah, go yeah, on. Sh- dance, sh- monkey, sh- dance. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. Uh, Stuart Barnes, not the best. Um, to be honest, I, I tend to drown him out. I tend to kind of try and ignore him and just talk talk over him to whoever I'm watching the game with. Did you see the exchange? Did you see Matt Gitto on Twitter? Matt Gitto yes. uh, said, <laughs> is there an option on the Sky remote to just mute Stuart Barnes? Uh, Will Carling's reply to that was, I put him up to full volume. When it's over, you realise how good it is to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, there is, There's some some people that... Uh, so on my, on my personal Facebook, there's some people that I follow who I should really block but I only follow them because it kind of makes my life seem comparatively quite good. When I'm having a real <laughs> shit time, I look at these people's Facebooks and think, oh, actually, it's not that bad. Everything's okay. <laughs> uh, complete Toffee on Twitter, he tweeted this as well, to say his uh, highlight from the commentary on the telly was the phrase, Anthony Watson opens his legs and holds the ball. <laughs> Beautifully put. Well done. Good work, Tim. Excellent. Uh, what, what are the other stories uh, of the game? So, oh, go, Sorry, go on, Phil. You're going to say something then. Well, I was just going to try, try and pick a couple of other positives for the Lions. Um, the line-out. Lions line-out, certainly when uh, Jamie George was on, was very good. Our, securing our own line-out, yep. Jamie George was 100%. And also, Peter Omani and Marrow, when he came on, were superb and we reduced the New Zealand line-out to 66%. They, they lost or we stole four of their line-outs, which is unusual. It's very That is very, very good. So that is a real positive. That's true. Yeah. That, that is a positive. I'm, 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 to... I'm, I'm, str- I'm struggling for positives because my, my overriding feeling is we had to win this first test because uh, that was no real workout for New Zealand last week against Samoa that's practically touch rugby and if we they're only going to get better like Kieran Reid has no right playing that well after two months out oh he was magnificent he's just he a, was he was awesome incredible. And, and he's just a, the way he was after the game as well he's just a, just a, an amazing man he, he really is. Did you see uh, Sonny Bill I, Williams I was... taking off his shorts, actually, and giving them to a Lions uh, fan? Although I, maybe not a, Lion, a young, there's a young Lions fan on, on the on the touchline. You know, we joke about him having age nine shorts. <laughs> he gave his shorts to a kid that looked about nine years old. Maybe handed him back. Did it take, 
did it take three construction workers to get him out of those shorts? <laughs> I can only imagine you need a crowbar and some, some I lifting equipment. I wasn't really to get paying attention to that. I was just admiring the quad. Yeah, all about the quad. All about the quad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just so I'm, I'm. I just think it's three nil, which, and this isn't me being pessimistic and going. Oh, I still think the Lions will be competitive, and I don't think we need to feel too bad about the way that they performed because there was, like you say, there were there were lots of positives. But I th- if, if the tour, if we if, if we were going to win a series, Test One had to be won. I, I can't see them yeah. the New Zealand getting any worse, albeit they've yeah. got two key players out. Ben Smith yeah. failed his yeah. HIA and um, who else? Who was the Crotty. other injury? Crotty. Although Crotty came off. we've talked about the but, strength in depth. Jesus. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel, I was watching that game today thinking, yeah, you you arguably lose something, but not a lot by putting Bowden Barrett to fullback and Lynette uh, Brown coming on outside centre. But in the next game, you just move Israel Dag to fullback yeah. and you bring in he either well. Julian Surveyor or Naholo on the wing. Oh, my word. So, yeah, neither of whom could make a 23. Wow. Yeah. it's <laughs> And then it Nehe Mil- Milner-Scudder will be back in contention soon enough as well. Potentially. World, World I, Cup I, winner Milner-Scudder. I would su- suggest. No, no, he hasn't. No, I, but I just mean like going forward for New Zealand. That the talent is just oh, ridiculous. And you've yeah. you haven't even mentioned Geordie Barrett. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bring Geordie Barrett in comfortably. Oh man, alive! Oh. And, and then yeah, and Cruden's not too shabby. I, I thought uh, Izzy Dag was brilliant. Aaron Smith had an absolute armchair ride, but he was out, he was brilliant. And Perinara was great when he came on. They've got um, yeah. D- Dane Coles to come back in, but Cody Taylor, that pick-up off his boots. Oh, for the try. Oh, wow. I'm not sure many hookers in world rugby besides New Zealand hookers would have would have taken <laughs> that pass and then, had, no. and then had the gas to uh, to get in at the corner. Just awesome. To but glide in. we did see one of the great Lions tries of all time. Oh, one of the great tries of all times. That That was brilliant. That Liam Williams break, uh, when you thought he's going to get nailed here, he's going to get nailed here. What's he doing in his own 22 with no one around? Yeah. And it just glides through, accelerates away. And then he draw time the offload. He's looking for the pass, but draws two players and then offloads. Um, and the, the interplay there was brilliant. JD2, uh, Elliot Daly, and... Shawnee to crash it over. Yeah, New, was... New Zealand had three chances. They took them all. Elliot Daly, there wasn't that try in the first half. Uh, and like him, we talked about this before the game as well in the build-up. The uh, the Lions aren't going to be able to. Well, no team is really able to chase New Zealand down with the way they play in the second half, and especially in the last twenty. What was that stat you said about points scored or conceded in the last twenty minutes? So their previous six fixtures at home, uh, they were they were until this game uh, winning the last 20 minutes 91-0 against all opposition so yeah you're not going to chase <laughs> them down so I, I I actually think the game it's easy to say this at full time but when you when you look back and reflect the game was lost on one and a half minutes when the Elliot Daly didn't manage to dot the ball down yeah yeah P- pretty much definitely that kind of game over that. then looking back obviously you know there was still 78 minutes to go but that's what it. That's what it's like playing against New Zealand. 
And it was, so that was an error. And then it was compounded by a couple of other errors. So there was, so didn't didn't score there, which you say it's an error. It's probably a bad decision by Farrell to go for Daly, who stood on the touchline. It, it was then we gave a penalty away from the line out. We then get the ball back and Furlong tries the offload and loses the ball there. And it was kind of in one, two, three decisions, you go from two metres away from New Zealand's line to in your own 22, conceding a penalty and then conceding a try. Yeah. So quickly it can turn. That's a, that's a well, t- 10 or 14 point swing, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, ten point swing. And and Ireland in Chicago came out the traps early, got a lead, managed to cling on, and that's. <laughs> that, yeah. I think that's it. That's it's, it. Is it is that simple? Um, yeah. So come on then, like looking ahead, we got, we got obviously there's the your beloved Hurricanes on Tuesday in Wellington. Canes. Uh, but I, I can't see. I think even more so that there'll be less chance of a player playing well in that game and then making it into a test side than there was this time. Yeah. Um, you yeah. just have to wrap up those those players and get them ready for, for Test 2. But, but there's not a lot I would change in terms of personnel. I wouldn't change any of the back line. Would you? Yeah. Uh, no. No, I wouldn't, to be honest. In the pack, I would start Itoji and make it four out of five Saracens in the front five, and yeah. which I think could help. And I think Itoji merits it. And then I would go for Courtney Laws on the bench. It'd be interesting, actually. When when do we get the the team sheet for Tuesday? Because that'll be interesting to see if Hendo or or Laws are uh, like Corey Hill might start, and one of those guys gets rested on the bench. Yeah, um, we should get that Sunday morning, I think. Okay, well, that, that could be that's a potential so talking we, point. We'll have it in. We'll have it in time for our next pod. And what what? Yeah, go what on. about the back row? Because that's obviously a, a, it's been a consistent talking point. Do you retain the same units? Do you bring Warburton in? Do you put Stander on the bench? Well, I didn't think we, we didn't. Uh, the 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 ball was too slow, and we didn't ruck well enough, and we didn't blast them off the ball. Like the, you mentioned, the possession that that New Zealand managed to keep, and just the control of the ball is amazing. But they they just do they just do basics brilliantly. Like they smash lions out the way at, at ruck time. Uh, and, yeah. I, and again, I, I thought today we saw Sam Kane really filling that New Zealand seven jersey. He was great um, in in the back row as well. But I don't know. I, I don't know whether it, would Sam Warburton bring that. Um, we've got to do something to slow their ball down. Now they, they were brilliant at, at blasting over the ball, mostly legally, sometimes illegally. But it wasn't getting penalised. Therefore, it's it's legal. It's legal if you get away with it. Um, but I don't quite know how you counteract it because Omani and O'Brien are as good as anyone at disrupting ball and slowing things down and being just a general nu- nuisance at the breakdown. Um, Falatau was quiet gen- today, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was kept kept quiet. He worked very very hard. I think I, I know you were just going to jump. You were going to move on and say something else, but just um, because we, I've just mentioned Billy, I think. We have been talking about the strength of Super Rugby sides and how it's quite close to the All Blacks. I think the biggest takeaway, if you want to look at it in the context of the whole tour, is we have to put that to bed. Like playing the All Blacks is a, a enormous step up, even if 
They these are guys oh. that play in Super Rugby. When you get the best of the best all together, it's a, a frightening opposition, and it's it, it's it's an unbelievable level of a step up. And the best of the best, who are so well integrated with what with one another, and so used to playing as a cohesive unit, it, yeah. You've got both the unbelievable talent, but also the kind of teamwork and the bond that brings it all together. Dare we say it, culture. I think the only way the Lions have a chance is to start Peter Omani and Sean O'Brien and Sam Warburton and Toby Faletau and maybe <laughs> CJ Stander as well. So you, you kind of have to play five in the back row, obviously with the normal front five as well. Yeah. You have to play a 10-man pack, All right, and then okay. we might have a chance. Well, World Rugby have come to my aid on the on the residency laws, and or our aid on <laughs> residency laws, and, and giving more game time to the lower-tier nations as well. They've done that. They can do this for us before next week. Come on, World Rugby, where are you? Sort yourselves out. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not fair, is it? Pack. Let's just say it's... 10-man pack if you play against New Zealand. Because it's not fair. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> Oh man, right. I, I I'm calling it. Uh, JB is not going to be calling in. He must be in a. What, what do you? You've seen JB in enough stag do's. What sort of state do you imagine he's in? Day three, and Oof. early afternoon. So he will have been very bullish last night. I know JB on a Friday night biz with the boys in the sunshine, and he will have had a big big night. Yeah, because it would have and... been his first full day as well. Yeah, and he probably will have carried that straight on, so maybe three, four hours sleep, and then 7, 8 a.m. started it again. So by this time, God only knows what kind of state he's in. Well, it's now 2, 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon in beautiful Barcelona, where he is. Right, well, so, ho- hopefully he's in... Is, is he back? Yeah, he's back tomorrow evening for the pod. He is, oh, at some word. point, in some state... <laughs> he will be back. You do not want to miss that. Um, that will be. Uh, we'll we'll have the the normal podcast where we'll cover off. There were some other international games today. I need to catch up and actually watch some of that before tomorrow. But we will also have the team for Tuesday to talk about, which could give us some indication of what Warren Gatlin's thinking about changes, if anything. In the meantime, tell us what you think, what your reaction to the to the match was, and we'll get into a bit a bit more depth on that tomorrow at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and uh, of course we're on Acast and iTunes, uh, the Apple Podcast or wherever else you can find a podcast. So subscribe and thank you very much for listening. Um so you've you've done rugby, you've done the gym, what's what's left for you for a Saturday Phil? Barbecue. I'm gonna cook some meat this afternoon and console myself with that proper meat sweats top man right well i'll see you and hopefully jb tomorrow mate excellent small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rustoleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let the boys play.